A New York City police officer killed while sitting in a patrol car early morning, and they're calling it an execution, an assassination, essentially. Also, Tupac wrote a letter to Madonna that proved that Madonna actually did date Tupac, and he gives a reason why they broke up. Plus, Rob Kardashian and Black China get in on a beef online that gets X-rated and gets crazy numbers in our feed. That and more stories that we talked about all day yesterday. Today is July the 6th, 2017, and this is the Daily Recap Podcast for July the 6th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm your host for this podcast. And all things moderated through thisistheconversation.com. Now, this is a website. This is a conversation. It is. It's a website where we like to think we're having the best conversations with the best people to have conversations with, which is you folks out there. And the podcast is one combination of all the work we do all day long, seven days a week, actually. How it all works is very simple. We post links to stories that are trending or sometimes stories that are just kind of out there that we pluck out of obscurity sometimes. We put the links on social media and our website for you to react to. And the stories that you react the most to are the ones we talk about on the next day. And on Saturday, we go through a top 10 list of the biggest stories of the week. So uh, usually the stories with the most of the amount of time to sort of a marinade, if you will, uh, get a lot of love. But today we have a story that came from yesterday, of course, and it blew up all over the internets and the Twitter. And I'm glad I got it in here. Although, to be honest, it's one of those stories that, well, we'll get to in a minute, but it's one of those stories that are kind of a why do I care? And it's because apparently you folks care out there. You can get in on the discussion by going to Twitter and following us at TH underscore conversation. Also on Facebook, we are This is the Conversation, and then you can find us at our main website, of course, thisistheconversation.com. Find us there, and you can react, reply, tweet, retweet, relike, unlike, resend. However, the more you react to these conversations, the more we know that you want to get into them into deeper thought. So you can check it out the next day in the Daily Recap podcast. So let's go ahead and recap yesterday's conversations. All day Wednesday, we went through great stories, had a lot of stories to get in for Wednesday after a very short Holiday for Tuesday, a very short amount of tweets and messages sent out on a Tuesday. We uh, started off opening up the day with the news of a New York police officer, a New York City police officer, who was shot in their car, assassinated early morning of the day. It was the biggest story basically all day, the biggest real story you'd say all day, although other things caught more attention. And it brought up, of course, the fact that there's this very, very dangerous time going on out here in the entire world. The officer killed in the attack, her name, Miatosis uh, Familia. Uh, she was a 48-year-old, 12-year veteran of the police department. And although her partner, uh, who was also in the vehicle, radio for assistance immediately, and they were able to check down, block the, uh, the, the uh, route for escape for the uh, suspect, and he is actually shot about two blocks away from the scene of the crime. Alexander Bonds is his name. And we, of course, will find out more details as they work through this just drastically sad, sad story. Uh, it's always a reminder that folks out there as first responders, these, are, of course, police officers, firefighters and paramedics type people who go out there and deal with the general public in very dangerous situations are always at risk. But it's a very, very sad day when just sitting in a car waiting for essentially the shift to be over, waiting for the next line of people to come in to take over a watch uh, and you're attacked in a way like that. We'll get more details on that story coming down the line as things uh, develop in that larger story. 
Now, moving on to Volvo, who has a plan to eliminate gas cars from their business plan uh, fairly quickly. By 2019 is what the plan is. Now, will that actually come to pass? Well, you'll see, or we will see, uh, looking into the future. But that is the current plan for the people who are running the show at Volvo. Starting in, or by 2019, all the cars, other vehicles that will be created will no longer be just straight-up gas cars. They'll have some sort of hybrid technology built into them, or maybe they'll have their own kind of electric cell ready for a full mass production. Tesla right now, the only real name in electric cars right now, and true electric cars, although there are other brands who have models out there that are for sale and are out there on the horizon, one of the big things that are stopping the changing into hybrids, electrics, and other whatnots is how do you fuel these things on long trips? If a electric car has a range of 300 miles, for example, and you're headed out someplace that's farther than 300 miles, how do you get there and continue going? How do you not go just 150 and back? How can you keep a track of how far your car can go on whatever charge it's, it's on? And gasoline, which is pretty much prevalent around the nation, around the world, if you will, it's easy to work with because it's already there as opposed to trying to come up with some new way of keeping your car going. So we will find out very soon uh, how well the Volvo people can make this plan come to action. Ivan Drago may be coming back to a theater near you as part of the Creed series, the uh, sequel series to the Rocky series. So the franchise of Rocky is basically expanding into now Creed, following the son of Apollo Creed, who, of course, in the original Creed movie, trained with Rocky Balboa, which is our extension from the old franchise to the new franchise, and starting up from a very similar uh, start with the movie, where Apollo Creed comes in out of nowhere and actually puts up a good fight, but does not get the big win, and is now on his way to greater things. Ivan Drago, the character, was teased by Sylvester Stallone as possibly making a comeback, being written into the Creed sequel, which is being uh, essentially created right now. Now, what will he do? Will he be training the new Russian fighters or whatever? We don't really know, but of course, Ivan Draco, very famous from Rocky IV, because he is the man who killed Apollo Creed in the movie. So essentially, somehow, uh, the younger Creed will meet up with the man who killed his father in the ring. Will there be a sense of remorsefulness? Will there be some kind of weirdness there? Will he want to crush the son as well, as he did wanting to crush the um, American fighter who represented all things red, white, and blue, and, of course, backed up by James Brown with Living in America. We'll see exactly how it goes, but I think this is a great idea for the Rocky franchise to throw in some more background to the old franchise and bring in more people to the new movies by digging up a bit of nostalgia. And, uh, of course, Dolph Lundgren not looking so bad these days, actually looking pretty fit and, and fiddle. Uh, if you've seen him uh, doing stuff with Rocky, or with Stallone, I should say, not with Rocky, with Stallone, in the last batches of the um, Expendables movies, uh, you will see that uh, the old man may still have a little bit left in the tank. Now, President Trump uh, is keeping up with a promise to uh, at least not deal with his salary because he's a billionaire. He's spending his own money, uh, continue to spend his own money, although it's kind of uh, controversial whether he's actually making money in the process of being president. But this first presidential check, first paycheck as being the president, of course, presidents now make $400,000 a year, uh, is going to the Antietam Battle Battlefield uh, Foundation. So he is donating his full amount of his check to this, uh, this landmark, which is a great thing if you can do that. Now, is he doing it for a tax break? 
Who knows? But since he tells us often he's a billionaire, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the cash coming from the government. He's saving the money, and he can't just wave off a, a can't just wave off a a, a paycheck. He can't just wave off a salary because a job comes with a salary. That's kind of the point. But he's donating the whole thing, the whole first paycheck to the Antietam battlefield. We'll see where further paychecks go down the line. Newly found photos that have been pulled up by the National Archives show that Emil Earhart may have not died at sea or died in a crash landing. She may have survived some sort of crash and lived out life to whatever age uh, based on the findings they have. Now, they've just found these discovered, these, these discovered photos in the National Archives. They show a woman that resembles Emilia Earhart on the dock of the Marshall Islands and also show a man who looks like her navigator there as well. Of course, Earhart vanished 80 years ago to, uh, around this time uh, on her around-the-world flight around the world, of course, and supposedly crash-landed in the Marshall Islands. The problem is... The pictures were taken uh, somewhere off course where they would have been, and they can't figure out why they've been so far off course. And the pictures may have have some sort of um, just connection to World War II and suggest that she was actually captured by the Japanese and lived out her days somewhere in captivity on the edge of that. We will find out exactly how this thing runs out. Her She last was heard of a few days ago, uh, about 80 years ago, uh, July 2nd, 1937, the last time she made radio contact before disappeared. Of course, she was declared dead two years later. They concluded that she crashed somewhere in the Pacific Ocean because her remains and her plane never found. Now they're finding pictures in the archives that show a picture that looks a lot like her and her navigator who were just living out times in the area, surviving the crash, and probably under some sort of uh, dictatorship uh, 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 Japanese rule at the time. If you are an Internet citizen, there's a big chance you've heard of Rob Kardashian as one of the members of the Kardashian clan, which is technically the Jenner clan, sort of. And you've probably heard of Black China, who is a uh, model rapper uh, who is popular with the kids these days. And you may know that Rob Kardashian, the whitish guy, and Black China, the black lady, uh, dated very famously, did some reality TV stuff together, and have a very weird online presence. Well, part of that online presence got pulled from the Internet yesterday as Rob Kardashian and Black China had a bit of a uh, back and forth on the social media yesterday. Uh, essentially, Rob Kardashian, um, at the end, at the end, or actually more or less in the middle of the day, posted some pictures of the, uh, the young lady that suggested that she did X-rated things and did drugs. Part of this is because that she, he felt, he felt, he was being used financially uh, for his money, uh, essentially going back and forth with the fact that he paid for some sort of uh, weight loss surgery, and she returned the favor by showing a picture of her in their bed with some other dude, and it just kind of went blue, blue crazy from there. Now, of course, uh, he posted most of these things on Instagram. Instagram, after seeing some of the things being not so safe for work or children, pulled his account and then he started posting some things to Twitter to kind of make things go back and forth. And there's a plenty of back and forth. The weirdest thing about the whole thing is responses from many celebrities and people who know the two or have connections to the two. And the big one was a quote I pulled from Snoop Dogg, which I put on my personal uh, Twitter account, Jay Cleveland Payne, at Jay Cleveland Payne, of course, where he basically says, um, you know, this, this is a, a lesson for all you suckers out there. 
don't get licked. He basically said he knew what he was getting into when he hooked up with Black China, and she did what she did. She took advantage of the situation, and he got taken. So he threw that out there. So a lot of people jumping in that. This was exactly the most, literally the most responded to uh, tweet specifically, but uh, the most responded to story we've had in the the couple-month history that we've had in this thing. And it was kind of an offshoot where I kind of thought, almost had second thoughts about putting it in the conversation, but obviously people cared about it, and you guys apparently cared about it because you guys responded to it by leaps and bounds, by about four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six thousand percent over everything else. Yes, that, that many times. Now we go to Hobby Lobby, who had some issues with the Department of Justice. They are suing the company, known for uh, upstanding Christian values, but not so much skirting rules, you would say, because the complaint that was filed, a civil complaint, if you will, uh, Hobby Lobby needs has to forfeit thousands of ancient Iraqi artifacts that were smuggled into the country illegally, obviously, and worked out through dealers in Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Shipped to the U.S. to the stores uh, starting around 2009 and labeled as ceramics and samples and not illegal ancient Iraqi artifacts stolen and smuggled from Israel and United Arab Emirates. That might be a mouthful and a lot to put on a label, but it was the truth. So the Arts and Crafts Supply Company are going to return the artifacts, about 5,500 artifacts. They're going to pay about $3 million to resolve the civil action in this. And the biggest problem is Hobby Lobby did not attempt to verify the legal custodian or origin of the artifacts uh, at the point in time in the suit. So the the family that owns Hobby Lobby had been under federal legation for possible illicit importation since 2011, and this, of course, happened starting back in 2009. So they've been doing this in plain sight for quite some time. Uh, we will see how things work out in this case, but it's obviously going to cost the company a lot of money and a lot of the artifacts that, as far as I know, they were selling them in stores as as ceramics or samples uh, for whatever reason. So we'll see how that works out for them. We also know that Chelsea Handler and Tommy Laren will face off one-on-one, not quite in you know, a death match, not a bikini wrestling match, but in an actual live debate on politics or something like that. Uh, Chelsea Handley, Han- Handler, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler, if I can say that right, and Tommy Lauren in a live conversation later this month at Politicon. Uh, it's the third annual political convention. It's going to be held July 30th through or 29th through 30th this month in Pasadena. Feature a discussion between the two uh, with Jake Tapper as part of the Politics on Tap series. Uh, we will see. Of course, uh, Chelsea Handler is right now living, working on on. Um, Netflix, currently off, formerly off the E! Network, apologize for all that, uh, and she's become a big critic in the political world lately, now that she's gone to the paid service, uh, just essentially savaging remarks against Donald Trump, of course. Tommy Lauren, last seen on TV, as part of the uh, Blaze TV whole set with done by Glenn Beck, officially fired by Glenn Beck a few months ago for all kinds of craziness, and we'll see how this thing works out. Now, what was supposed to happen, there was supposed to have been a showdown between her and 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 Coulter last year. 
Coulter pulled out at the last minute, so we're getting a makeup session, this time with the new blonde on the block in conservative talk, and that being Tommy Lauren, who, of course, is still looking for a gig and a way to keep talking on TV. We'll see if this finds a way to get her back into the good graces of the TV people. Meanwhile, let's go back way, 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 way back. Let's talk some Tupac and Madonna. There were rumors and innuendo and words that Madonna dated Tupac. Why? Because Madonna told everybody she dated Tupac, and literally she dated him about a year before his death. Now, back in 2015, that's when she said she dated him back in um, 1995 before he died in 1996. And now a letter that's going up for auction actually proves that. Tupac wrote a letter while he was in prison back in 1995, before all this stuff happened towards the final days. Uh, around 4.30 in the morning, uh, written late at night, he wrote a letter to Madonna apologizing for breaking up with her. There you go. Madonna dated Tupac, and Tupac broke up, broke it off because of race. He essentially said things were nice, things were good, she was a great person, but because he was uncomfortable uh, with his relationship with a white woman, it ended. There you have it. Madonna, I guess, is now vindicated. Uh, it was, but it was a, it literally an image thing. The tough gangster rapper uh, from South Central L.A. wasn't really down with the image of dating, literally, uh, the the model for white American pop culture. It just didn't clash. It just didn't match at the time. It literally clashed with who he was supposed to be. Now, what would have happened if he hung out more with Madonna than with the guys that got him killed? You know what? Who knows? But at this point in time, we do have the true life story of that Madonna and Tupac did get together. And it's amazing that how, if you look back at it and look at it now, I guess, in a sense, how many of these people in various genres all work, live, and do together. It really is like high school if you live in that kind of region of of, of fame, a region of popularity and region of business entertainment it is and those were the stories that we talked about all day yesterday and today we have plenty more to talk about we'm sure we'll get more in about president trump's trip right now he's in poland and then tomorrow he'll go to germany to head for the g20 subject uh g20 summit a lot of talk already in poland about the things he's saying he's already he's stomping down and Tamping down on Russia to, with some talk, tough talk on Russia, uh, but he also has some tough talk on the media here in America as well. Plenty of other things we're expecting to talk about, including uh, something that happened early this morning, late last night, an earthquake in Montana, and whatever happens throughout the day, we'll add that to the conversation. And you can be a part of what's going on. Whatever we're tweeting, whatever we're sending, whatever we're Facebooking, whatever we're posting on the website, you just react to it, and we will count them up and see which ones are the biggest stories of the day you can follow us on twitter at th underscore conversation you can follow us on facebook at this is a conversation and you can follow us online just general at this is a conversation.com while you're at the website stop by the link for our conversation survey panel what is that we have a connection with various companies where we have a survey service and we ask you questions that they need answered and what we do with those questions is we set it up so you can get paid for the survey time. There's no qualifications other than getting in the survey. Uh, once we send you a survey, you fill it out, we'll pay you directly via PayPal, just like that. For more information on how the whole thing works, check out the website, thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel, and apply today. Also, check out some of our great sponsors who do their best to help 
make sure you have a great day and help us by helping us fund our stuff to have a better day working here. And, of course, you check them out, and they may help you have a greater day. In the meantime, you can always follow us, uh, like we said, on Twitter and Facebook and the website. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can send us uh, ratings and reviews and wherever you get your podcast from. We don't, we, we'd enjoy it wherever you get it from. This is essentially, Apple is essentially still the big dog in podcasting. But believe it or not, we're getting a lot of love off of iHeartRadio. So if that's where you love your podcast from, leave a message, leave a review there. And folks at iHeartRadio or maybe at Stitcher or maybe at Spreaker or maybe at Google Play can see how well we're doing. And maybe they'll join in on the conversations as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being in the conversations. Make sure you're back tomorrow for more conversations. One in the Daily Recap Podcast, which will come uh, with the recaps of things talked on Thursday. Of course, on Fridays, we record our weekend wrap-up, where we'll talk about the top ten stories for the past seven days, going past since past Friday. And I'm pretty sure that Rob Kardashian and Black China will take the number one spot. It's going to be very amazing to see something outdo this one. So we'll see there's still a day worth of time to get it in there. And then, of course, uh, coming up in the next few weeks, we will have our Sunday commentary. This is a conversation that we're adding to Thank you so much for being in on what I got going on here. Let's see what I got going on in other places. Check out jcoolandpenny.net. Love you all. Mean it. And we'll talk again tomorrow with more recaps of news stories from thisisconversation.com.